This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social Season 3, Episode 32, and what a day it is, folks. Mamos, mamos, We've mamos. just beaten Crystal Palace, which I believe it was 1,466 days, which I was reminded about constantly, that we hadn't beaten Palace in. And we've finally done it, chaps. And of course, we are joined by the, the same amount of days that Jack hasn't been on the podcast. Yeah, like exactly. no, it's, been, it's been far longer it's, than that. It's been a long time. But we, are, we of course, do welcome Ben Spalding uh, and yeah. Jack Albion. Great to have you back, mate. And of yeah. course, uh, Ryan is unfortunately uh, not with us today just because I think he's caught. He got arrested. Yeah, he got arrested, he got arrested yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in all the madness. Him and Jack were scrapping the Palace fans. Jack yeah. managed to get away, but Ryan wasn't quick enough. Ryan yeah. is spending yeah. the night. In, uh, in um, Jack knows his way around the trains and knows all the hiding places and some yeah, rail, yeah, or some fail, true. should I say? After <laughs> last night. Um, Come on! But yeah, like, <laughs> a on a serious note, we don't actually know where Ryan is, um, but he's a, he just basically mm. can't make it on today, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But he'll be back for the Grimsby uh, game, of course. Mm. So, boys, let's start. Well, let's start. With, ben, you mentioned it. Let's start with the travel. What, uh, Jack, as our resident um, train <laughs> train expert, expert, could you give us any insight whatsoever as to what? Uh, Travel travel correspondent. Yes, travel like, correspondent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Click on Southeast News where the travel correspondent is like six other roles as well. That's what that's what I. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, travel and uh, sport and everything. But now should have you doing this outside Portslade Station or something like that. Yeah, really exactly. Make it seem yeah. Authentic. Um, but no, it just was a bit of a mess. Like, didn't get there in time for kickoff. Uh, all the goal, which was quite annoying. Um, and the, and then my phone ran out of battery as well. So then I had to go to the ticket office and get a paper ticket. Yeah, no and uh, collect a charger off my mum. All in all, it was quite chaotic getting there. And to be honest, it just uh, it just summed things up for quite a chaotic evening of football with mm. uh, the power cut halfway through the game, which was... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was really weird. Um, so, that yeah. was me trying to charge my phone because I nearly ran out of battery as well. I think it... Probably messed up the, the mains. This game, both home and away, there seems to be some maybe slight over-policing of it. Um, you know... Police are restricting trains to certain type groups of fans, so it'd be. I, I think there are there are a few mistakes made. Um, I don't think it helped that it was like half an hour earlier than usual. Mm. So it's seven thirty yeah. kickoff. Yeah. You still got yeah. you still got cars on the road from rush hour and commuter traffic on the train. So you know there's a lot of different factors. But yeah, travel getting there was pretty chaotic. But then yeah. when it got there, it got better. A lot a lot of people <laughs> missed the uh, missed the game, didn't they? Like yourself. So yeah. Yeah, a lot of people weren't too happy with the transport. But hopefully, uh, you know, in future, the club, the clubs, uh, not just Brighton, but football clubs in general, can hopefully listen yeah. to fans. Because I know a lot of people, a lot of fans, even you, Jack, I saw tweeting saying, "Can you delay the game?" But it obviously yeah. fell on deaf ears, which um, yeah. uh, is what they do, I suppose. But yeah, <laughs> yeah anyway, exactly. let's get into the game, Ben. Just give us a quick summary, mate. Of course, we're gonna we're gonna you know go into it, but just give us a quick summary on the game itself. Since he um, saw it all, he saw so all the I games. Actually, well, to be fair, no, Jack, I was very, my whole beginning, well, before the match was very similar to you, but luck was on my side. I did manage to charge my phone at the Victoria, the support station, so didn't run out of battery. Um, and then we were queuing for the trains and we were like, got to like the middle of it. And then we just thought, 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 uh, thought, fuck it. So we ended up getting a cab there. Got there, 
two minutes before Sonny marks his goal. Ooh. Great timing. Yeah, so that was really, really good fun. I was in the South Stand as well, which was actually a fun experience. Probably the best game to be in the South Stand because you're right next to Palace mm. fans giving it. That was so much fun. Uh, so good. Everyone in the South Stand done themselves proud because we were giving it to them so much. Um, but yeah, the game, it was, well, apparently the first 10 minutes they were, yeah. they were dominant, so weren't I, they? Apparently. So yeah, I so I actually got, uh, had the, the luxury, I suppose. Not the luxury, <laughs> but the luxury of watching it from home. Um, so I got to watch the whole game. And yeah, first 10 minutes, yeah, I'll be honest. Palace had much the better really? chances, yeah. Um, Edouard had a big chance. Elise, a big chance. With great save from Steele. Um, and yeah, they just looked the better team. To be honest, they looked more alive. They looked more alert. <laughs> we just looked a bit sloppy. It didn't really seem like we were sort of ready to go in a weird way. Um, mm. Yeah, a lot like the trains. But yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was one of them games where we started off really slow and I was a bit like, shit, have Palace. I think they had two shots on target in the first 10 minutes, which is two more <laughs> than they've had for the last yeah. three months. So yeah, yeah in, in the first 10 minutes, it, I was a bit worried. But um, yeah, we obviously you know got our foothold in the game. That was literally my first question um, went to the person next to me. I was like, they had a shot on target. And uh, I think it was like, yeah, they have. They, they Straight away, they had a shot on target, something like that. Yeah. But apparently the Amex crowd, like, went, they cheered or they went, Wee! when they had their shot on target, <laughs> which I thought was good. Yeah, that's good chat. Uh, so, yeah, fair play to the Brighton fans. And then, yeah, so I guess after that, we just came into the game, really, didn't we? And the, yeah, the Solly March goal just was maybe, maybe wasn't deserved, but. For the for what we've been doing the past well seasons under deserve we kind of deserve it um, a bit more clinical hopefully so our Solly marches at least and yeah it's a really 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 good finish um, also yeah shout out to their goalkeeper because I think he just turned nineteen thrown into one of the biggest games for Crystal Palace and Brighton um, so yeah fair play to the kid um, well, I, I don't think he could have done too much well I, I disagree I thought, well yeah really. he, he looks so small he, by the way it's he, he looks tiny in the now, game i heard i heard well when you watch him on tv it didn't look that bad but maybe in real life obviously it's yeah, very different it's um yeah. but yeah he, i'll be honest yeah he was poor for that first goal i thought oh, really? he yeah he could he could have saved that uh, yeah. or not, maybe not could have saved it but i think he could have done better maybe to parry yeah, it or sure. it sort of went through his hands he went like that and it yeah. sort of just went past his hands. Um, but no, it was, it was a great goal. Like Matoma's through ball, um, March's yeah. finish, the touch and finish. It was great. It was a great like, sort of team goal. But yeah, I think if I was uh, the keeper, and I know he's young and it's his first game and he's been throwing in it, all that kind of stuff, I, I get. But I think he look, he'll look back at that and think, oh, I, I could have probably saved that. Um, so yeah. He did make there. some great saves later in the game though. That one yeah. from a corner. Uh, the fantastic save. The one with so. his feet? Was that the one? Uh, no, for the corner, McAllister flicked the header across. Oh, yeah, so yeah. He yeah. did the header there. That was, uh, <laughs> and then um, Estepinian as well, when Estepinian yeah. had that shot and he saved it with his feet. Yeah, so, that, yeah, so, so that he, he did very well. But yeah, I think I agree yeah. with Maz. Like, he definitely should have been doing better than that. But like, like I think the, the context of the situation, a very young keeper yeah. on his debut. Um, he did. He did pretty well overall. No, but yeah, no, you got you got, got to give him credit where credit's due. To be fair, as much as mm. we probably don't like Palace, but you got to give him credit. Yeah. And then talking of the first ten minutes as well, I know uh, again, Jack unfortunately weren't able to see it, but I thought actually Veltman was actually quite shaky in that first ten. Mm. But then from that point onwards, he was yeah. immense, like phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, one of the best, mm. arguably the best player on the pitch alongside with Caicedo, yeah. in, my, in my opinion. But um, yeah, that first 10 minutes, I thought he was a little bit shaky. I thought Zaha being back in the team actually met, like helped Palace a lot. They looked much better going mm. forward. And yeah. yeah, they had that sort of uh, swag about them again with Zaha in the team. But then mm. from that sort of 10th minute onwards, I thought, yeah, uh, Veltman done so, so well. Mm. Um, and What are they going to be like without him next season? Because I wow. do, do think he will go. It's going to be mm. an interesting one. Sure. They are so They are so shit without him. Well, <laughs> and even shit with him sometimes as well. So, it's, well, mate, they, they haven't won a game it. since December, which is mm. I just find that crazy. I know, I know, I know, we've had our bad periods, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's like something else. Um, we're through it. Yeah, but I did like though. I liked the uh, some fans. Well, some Palace fans were actually giving us credit. They were like, Jesus Christ, these boys can actually play football. They're yeah. like miles ahead of us. And like, yeah, fair play for them to admitting it. Interesting they say that, though, because I didn't think we were brilliant last night. Like, no. I, I, By no stretch of the imagination, I thought we were like, you look at the West Ham game in the last game where we just tore them completely to pieces, or you look at like the Liverpool game, those levels of performances are so much higher than mm. what we did last night. But I think what a lot of Palace fans, and it's interesting to read their thoughts, is that we're just such a good unit at playing this way of football, that even when we're not doing it amazingly, we're still doing it a lot better than a lot of other teams even attempt to try it. So for me, that was that was yeah, we we did really really well. Um, yeah. 
I think it just shows the standard that we are at at the moment, that we're looking at a pretty dominant performance over Crystal Palace, our biggest rival, and we're walking away going, that's nowhere near our best. Mm. Um, I, th- I think that, yeah. Jack, I think that's the difference, though, between mm. what what we've had in the past few seasons. So, like, that yeah. usually is the other way around, isn't it? It's like yeah. Palace played really shit and they've managed to get a result, whether it be a draw... Yeah whether it be a win, um, you know, the mm. Mateta, Benteke volley, all that, all those kind of moments where we've been the better team and they've just yeah. somehow, you know, got a win out of nowhere. So I felt like, mm. it felt like sort of, you know, we, we've done roles reversal last night and we were like, yeah. probably, I, I wouldn't say we were the worst team by any stretch, no. but we weren't up to what we know we can play and we, we got the result, which is yeah. everything we want. I thought they were going to get a goal at the end as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a, the way it was happening, I was like, oh my God, they yeah. are. And then, I, yeah, this whole steal thing when he, Gave the ball to oh, Bruce. Yeah. We'll, we'll get on to that. Oh my God. Yeah, true. Sorry, I'm skipping. Before we get on to that, before we get on to that, let's start with you, Ben, on this one. Uh, of course, the first goal, let's talk about the goal. Um, great, great team goal, I thought, as we've touched on. Yeah, just talk me through what you what you liked about the goal, who who, who involved. Well, I love I love that it was Solly March, because that's obviously another goal against, March, yeah, another 15th, goal against on the Palace. On the 15th minute. Yeah, that is How crazy. How's that for you? <laughs> so, that is so mad. Seventh goal of the season as well, wearing the number seven. Wearing yes. number seven. Yeah. Beautiful. Ooh. And also, um, I know, Maz, a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned about how he was, I think he was second most informed player. Yeah, statistically, uh, Behind yeah. Bruno yeah. and then Rashford on whoscored.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he's the highest, uh, highest of any Premier League player since the World Cup. Great. And not picked for England today, of course. We will, we will get on to the whole classic. England thing. Oh, yeah, later yeah. On. yeah, uh, yeah. But no, just e- even better. And then Brighton tweeted saying... Um, they were like, with the, I think it's a picture of Solly March saying uh, something about they added they added England with like a phone emoji. I saw that um, last night. Yeah. Never did get never did get their call up. Um, but yeah, they just it was even tried that mini tried a, a local lad. Yeah, fair play to him. But um, yeah, I, I absolutely love Solly March. Mm. I think he got was given that goal against Leeds as well, um, which yep. take yeah you said takes him up to seven. Mm-hmm. And since the well since Boxing Day, since the uh, PL return on Boxing Day. Only two players have scored more non-penalty goals than Sonny March. And that's Erling Haaland and Marcus Rashford. Oh, look at that. There you right, go. There you go. Southgate. And... Don't know what you're looking <laughs> yeah. at, mate, but fuck it, sort it out, son. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Jack, Jack I, know, I know you missed it, but did yeah. you get a chance to watch it back? <laughs> yeah, don't worry, you haven't reminded me of that at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, It was. you know, it was only the 569th goal I've seen this season. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, well, I haven't seen, but um, no, I just thought the goal was really good. It's interesting the way that Deserby plays and that we almost tuck the wingers inside. Like the way that Matoma comes across. That's a really and, good yeah. And March, March is almost running in a striker's position and Welbeck's almost dropping slightly deeper. So it's this sort of, this way I, that's... I've noticed that of, with Estepinian. Yeah. We talk about, like Estepinian sort of plays mm. as a, weirdly as like a fourth centre-back, but on the left-hand yeah. side. So oh, he's yeah. very central. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. it's interesting. It's, it's, we, we we sort of, I don't know, I think it was just sort of, without being like a, a, a deserving masterclass, you can just see how we're so good at doing the roles that we've been told to do since his appointment, really. Um, and we've come in and we've just been so much better and, and, and all over the place, we've been playing fantastically. So it's another yeah. great team goal, another assist for Matoma. So all the FPL players who put March and Matoma in there yeah. Yeah. For, uh, for the double, get the, the double uh, game week. yeah get uh, two assists and two goals. So... It's yeah. all right. No, <laughs> and then and then talking about making it 2-0, we had a we had a chance where it was played across the Welbeck and then Decore, mm. the man of the uh the hour, he uh, he made a great challenge to be fair to him. Credit where credit due. Yeah, he's, he's pretty solid, isn't he? His his interceptions, right? His interceptions were actually really good. Like I think he made like mm. five before he got taken off or six, yeah. which is quite ridiculous. Um so yeah, I actually thought he was one of their better players to be honest with you. But then of course we've got to talk about he he should have been sent off. Let's be let's yeah. be real about it. He had two challenges where he should have been sent off. The first one for me was uh, outrageous. I don't know, uh, Jack. Mm. We'll start with you. Um, I thought it was a clear yellow card where he took down Welbeck. Yeah. Uh, Caicedo, sorry, as he was surging through. Yeah, I mean, this is something I did see in the game in the stadium. Um, but yeah, I think do you know it's weird. Of of the three challenges, the two that he didn't get sent off, I thought were the uh, the the one which he did get a yellow card for was that was the least offensive of the three. Yeah. Like that, that was probably the softest one. But I mean, how the referee is making the decision, especially that one where he's basically swung at, I yeah, think it was because... Veltman. Veltman oh, and then okay, this yeah. one. Yeah. There was, I mean, there were two challenges that were terrible. And it's just sort of like, how are they not getting a yellow card? And then obviously, Deserby's got booked for his, uh, 
yeah. frustration and now we'll miss the Grimsby game. But you can <laughs> see why it. he's frustrated because it's it, it's poor refereeing. Mm. Yeah. And it feels Which like one did he actually get booked for? I can't remember. The first uh, he got challenge. Yeah, the he development got, one. Uh, fucking hell, I actually can't remember either now. I think it was sort of in the middle of the pitch. Um, was it the development one when he, when he completely done it? Yes, well, yes, I, yes. Yeah, the Velton one, yeah. And then, and then yeah, the, yeah. the one for me that should have been a, a clear yellow card, which was, which would have been his second yellow, yeah. was the one where Caicedo was running through, took took yeah. on two players, and then he's just t- taking him out, like hit him in the yeah. knees, and Caicedo's just falling down. And yeah, for me, especially again, I, I have the, I can watch the replays three or four times, and it was yeah. clear as day. It was just so obvious. And he just bottled it. He, he's simple as that. He's bottled it. He wanted to keep 11 men, which is fair enough. I get it for like the spectacle. Mm. You don't want to ruin the spectacle. And I think it was quite, yeah. what, about 30th minute mark or 35th yeah. minute, something like that. Well, the, so, sec- the, the second, second yellow. Yeah. <laughs> I know this sounds bizarre the way I'm saying it, but um, that was bang on half time. So you could see why he's sort of thinking, right, get to half time. Just and of course, off. he was taken off, and he was taken yeah. off. You shouldn't shouldn't think like that. That's, that's so yeah. stupid. Like if it's if there's a yellow card there, then give the yellow card. Yeah. It's, you shouldn't do it for the sake of the match. I understand it. You know when people don't get yellows for like the first crunching tackle within the first two minutes I of mean, the game. The famous so they don't want one. To set the tone. Understand I was say, that, but go on. No, I was going to say the famous one of that was uh, knockout in the first minute when we won at their place. Yes, literally yeah, yeah. seconds into the game, he's just. <laughs> yeah, could have I mean that is a red. If yeah, VAR yeah. was about, that would have been a sending yeah, off. Hundred percent, true, true. Um, you're not giving a you're not giving a red at that moment, are you? So, mm. but then I think it's just lazy. Referee. That's funny. He said, "Are you?" Because it was. Yeah. I think he two footed. Are you as well? <laughs> um, no, it's it Milajevic. Oh, so, you yeah. ruined the Good joke, man. Know, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Encyclopedia brain going on. Yeah, there. I know. I um, could have used that joke on anyone else and no one would have brought me up on that. Yeah, it's true. But, um, <laughs> I didn't have a clue. I was like, yeah, good joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Um, I think it's just lazy refereeing. I think yeah. what disappoints me is the situations where VAR isn't used. They seem to have forgotten how to do it. Like, you know, VAR isn't going to come into that situation because it's a second yellow. VAR yeah. isn't at use on that. So they sort of seen that and been lazy with it because they know that they cut, you know, that they know that they, they the have this sort of, Yeah. And then they suddenly panic and they go, oh no, we haven't got the safety net on this. Mm. I just think it's a lot of lazy refereeing relying on the VAR too much. And I think we've probably, you know, you've, I've, we've all moaned about refereeing far too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know it needs a reform. So yeah. it's a strange I, one. I'm, st- I'm still very much of the opinion of, it's not the technology, it's the people yeah. using it. Yeah, it's 100%. simple as that for me. So, yeah, if we can get the officiating up to a good standard, yeah. I think we'll see that reflected in VAR, which is just not yeah. the case at the moment. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, uh, I, I think we can all agree Decore should have been sent off and it would have made our, our evening much easier, I think, mm-hmm. uh, going into the second half. And talking of the second half, there wasn't actually too much, unless you boys can think of a specific moment where, no. you know... I was, uh, was going to say, like, I think... It was a weird one because we were we were so good. It wasn't like the most exciting match because when we normally play Palace, we're quite level. But because we're just so much better than now, it wasn't really like a exciting match to watch. If you get me, um, it might be a really awful football take there. But that's just how, when I was sitting there watching it, I was like, because we were so much better than them. That was obviously enjoyable I, to watch, but the match as a spectacle probably wasn't as I saw, good as it could be. I I agree with you to a degree. I just think it's. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we're much better than them. I think that goes without mm. saying. But they were competitive yesterday. I, I didn't think it was a case of them sort of laying down and not mm. competing. Because especially in the first 10 minutes, even in the second half, they look like, like even you said, like what well, I thought the last sort of 10, you know, the added, minute, yeah, added 10 minutes. Yeah. I was quite nervous. I was like, look, they can mm. score. I think it was a chance where Amahade, I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, Amahade, is that how you say it? Number 29. Um, that's what yeah, I Yeah, yeah. He, he had a very good chance. I don't remember when he yeah. dragged it wide. Like I think it was yeah. like 93rd. Oh, minute. yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. I think... Uh, Eze, yeah, done a bit of trick, like mm. trickery on the left-hand side and then mm-hmm. cut it across to him and he's pretty much open and he just dragged it wide. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I was watching chance. Jason Steele for that as well and I was like, why is he not moving? Is this about to go bottom corner? But yeah, yeah. And then yeah, and talking to Jason Steele, and you mentioned it earlier, Ben, that 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 moment where he passed it mm. to... Uh, well, was that the chance I'm talking about, maybe? I think it was, no. yeah. Oh yeah, was, was that the chance I'm talking? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's what yeah. might have been the one where he's. Dropped. Oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. That the, the ball's eventually cleared away. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, with, with the steel one. The, the, the funny part. The funny oh. thing is though, Maz, like we were chanting Jason Steele, my lord, Jason Steele, whoa, Jason Steele, and then that 
that error happened and then everyone around me is going fucking hell Jason Stewart <laughs> literally <laughs> 10 seconds apart it's so funny this guy next to me pointed out yeah crap yeah crap no but yeah uh, and Jack yeah just um yeah what do you think of uh Palace's performance in general I know we always focus on Brighton of course but yeah what do you think of Palace's performance in general it's an interesting one like like I said I didn't really see the 10 minutes so I didn't see the levels they are but they're a very odd team to watch at the moment because I've, I've, I've actually weirdly watched a few of their games on TV at the moment I watched the City game on the train on the way back from Leeds on and off as did you? And the carriages. You yeah. sat in front of me. I didn't even realise you were watching. No, no, no. It wasn't for long. It was. Uh, it oh, was. Right. I found someone down the train who was watching it, so I watched. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, when you went and got your your uh, onion bars. Oh, that was unreal. L N E R. Those onion bars <laughs> on that train. Absolutely delicious. Because we because we about eight pounds. But anyway, um, but yeah, I think they almost. It, it's a weird thing to watch. They almost seem to at the moment. They drag teams down to their level. A bit like you look at the Liverpool game, you look at the Man City game, you even look at last night. We're not playing to our usual standards because, but that's not necessarily a slight on them because, you know, Burnley were almost the the the, the great team at bringing teams down to the level and then hitting them where it hurts with sort of you know the late goal. But I think the problem with Palace at the moment is they're bringing teams down to their level by being quite organised defensively, but they have got. N- their attacking threat just seems completely lost. It's just vibes, isn't it? Yeah. And it's just sort of like, you know, you've got some great talent there. I mean, I've, I thought Elise last night was incredibly disappointing for a player that many people big up as a very good player. I Mate, thought Palace fans rated him so highly yeah. when they joined, didn't they? Jesus and then Christ. you've got Zaha's big comeback where with all except, you know, he was pocketed by Joel Veltman for the vast majority of that game. Um, I think he did a very good job on Veltman in very much just sticking with him the entire game. Um, and then, I mean, Edouard, I mean, a bloke who scored 40 goals for Celtic and I, I wanted at Brighton. So he, desperate. He, he has been useless up front for them. Um, and Mateta's not much better, uh, despite his very good ability at scoring against us. But other than that, it's, it's, it's a strange one. It's, it's, they're a strange team. They look very committed to the manager, the players, but, I don't think the manager's ideas are working. And I think they're going to sleepwalk into relegation if they're not careful. Ooh, yeah. I, do think, I don't think they'd go down because I look at their running and they've got some easy games. But, you know, we thought that with the sort of... It, it feels very much like the Hewton season for them. Um, the second Hewton mm. season where we go into Christmas feeling all right, feeling good with the way the team's playing and then just not picking up points again and again and again. And you can't just be in this situation where you're like... Oh, we're going to play Bournemouth. We'll get points there. Oh, we're going to play, you know, Forest. We're going to get yeah, points there. It never works out like that. Well, and then, Bournemouth, Bournemouth just beat Liverpool. Like, exactly. Yeah. And that just like, shows the, the kind of standard. And you look at this, us in that same situation. We were like, oh, we're going to beat Bournemouth. Lost 5 0. Oh, we're going to beat Cardiff. Lost 2 0. It could easily Even when we played them at home this year, they looked yeah. pretty good on the counter attack, didn't they? At yeah, times so, I was thinking oh, they could actually nick this. I think they need. I don't, I don't know. I think if they sack Vieira, that would be, that would be stupid. Um, I don't see who else they bring in because yeah. um, this late in the season, it would just be like Allardyce or someone terrible. The difference get, is though, Jack. Get sorry, Roy out. Saying the, that, I was okay, saying get was Roy saying... out the freezer. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, but this was like, for, under Chris Hewton, that was like when we were changing into a different yeah. club, a different philosophy. But for them, they have changed and it's yeah. obviously not working. That's yeah. that's the difference. I, th- I think, it's, I'll be honest, uh, and I agree with you, Jack, I don't think they'll get relegated just simply because no. of the run, runs they've got. Yeah. But they are three points above the relegation zone and they haven't won since December. So mm. it, it's really worrying times for Palace, to be honest with you. And, I, uh, and a good friend of mine, D, who's a big <laughs> Palace fan, um, he's, he's been, uh, going, he was going at me a lot uh, before the games and uh yeah he, he asked me he goes do you think crystal palace will get relegated and i was like look i don't i don't i mean i, I hope they do it'd be quite funny just for banter purposes but i don't think i don't think they will get relegated just simply yeah. because i think their squads like i really like for example anderson gay um i think they've got enough quality players to yeah. to stay up um and yeah whether it, but I, I think it's quite harsh the point i was trying to make and i sort of diverted um was that i think it's harsh to blame it all on Vieira because i think yeah I think he's actually done quite well to, to get them where they are at the moment. Yeah. Um, and he, and you can see there's some kind of philosophy and some type of way he wants to play, but I just don't think it's quite fully um, no. been uh, transcribed and, and sort of put on the pitch. So, yeah, I just think it's a bit harsh to be like, And I feel like everyone does it, don't they? They jump on a manager yeah. straight away. So I can't be, it can't be the, the way the club's being ran. It can't be the, the yeah. you know, the chairman. Because I know a lot of the Palace fans aren't happy with the chairman as well, like the, I, the way the club's being run. So... 
yeah, I just it's one of them ones, but hopefully they get relegated. So I I think you can partly blame it on the club. I mean, don't want to do, make this a uh, Palace what what's gone wrong podcast, but <laughs> yeah. I think I think I mean you look at the standards we've we've done, and I think the problem is we've for them is they have had a very aging squad over years and years and years, which have slowly dropped away one by one. You know when they had Sacco and Benteke. The you, you know they spent thirty million pound fees on them when they first came in they were really good but now they're too old they're gone and the players they're bringing in their sort of recruitment strategy isn't very good and then you look at us on the other hand who we've had aging players who've moved on you look at the spine that came up of the team you know Glenn Murray Dale Stevens Shane Duffy you look at what we've got now and we've just replaced them all brilliantly with players which are at another level, you look, you know, like, well, we've always struggled up front, you know, we've got Ferguson coming through, Caicedo to replace Stevens, Webster or Colwill or Veltman to replace uh, Shane Duffy. So I think we're, we're going in the right direction. And I think there is a, they need to have a big summer this year to, to fix yeah. their problems if they want yeah. to. Is it, is it, they, spent, they, have spent, they have spent money on like this yeah. rebuild, haven't they, though? That's the yeah. thing. And obviously, the, yeah, like you said, they bought the wrong players. Um, mm. And for us, you can't say that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, who cares? Fuck them. Yeah. I wouldn't want him to go, Dan. It would no, be no, funny, no, no. obviously. It's fun to but have then it's fun to have we, need, we need our two cup finals a year, don't yeah. we? Yeah, Unless yeah, we yeah, get yeah. to Wembley, of course. Yeah, exactly. And the amount of people, the amount of people from other clubs are like, "Oh, this rivalry's pointless." It's great. I, I, you know, we've got our own little rivalry yeah. going on. We, we don't want to be like, you know, we don't care that you don't care. Like, yeah. you know, this is our thing. You know, well, we don't thing. like you, and we don't like. I, I know everyone, everyone always says it. They're always like, "It's a derby." It's like it's not. It's just a, no. it's a rivalry. It's very clearly a rivalry, and it, and yeah, it's yeah. a bit of fun in it. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah, like pretty much that's, that's pretty much the game. So I, th- I think just to sort of recap and uh from my side, I will get obviously you, you two as well uh from your sides. But yeah, just from my side, I thought yeah, pretty much from the tenth minute onwards, we pretty much. Yeah. dominated again you know there's a few little bits where I thought okay cool like we're not like like we've mentioned not playing our best and probably isn't the Brighton that we we know and love but we got through the game I think that was a key thing just getting the win for me was just yeah. after four years of not beating yeah. them I think four mm-hmm. years of, of uh, not hurt but just annoyance I think for it's me. Hurt. It's they're hurt. just annoying they're just it's annoying hurt. that's what I said this to Dee the other day I was like you're not it doesn't hurt me that we keep like either losing or drawing to you. Mm. It's just annoying. Like you're a very yeah. annoying team. You're, like, you're scoring in the last minute. You're playing shit. Like it's just all that kind of like annoying. You're being annoying and just like no justice. Like, it's no yeah, justice. Yeah, no justice. Yeah. I think um, considering how good we've been in all the games, like you know, yeah. I think that's a stupid stat of seventy percent possession and like two hundred shots, sixty shots. Yeah, yeah and forty it's on like, target. It's crazy. Yeah. Not forty on target. Yeah. yeah. No, it's crazy. <laughs> no, in our strikers. And, and just to sort of just big up a lot of players. Actually, to be fair, I was so. I could literally name the whole team, but for yeah. me, like the key ones for me were uh, Estepinian. Yeah. Uh, I thought Caicedo and um, what's his face McAllister were exceptional. I thought they were brilliant last night. Me. Especially McAllister, because of we, we've we've said, haven't we? Like we don't think his mm. form's been sort of to the level we know him yeah. and, and what we know he can play. I thought yesterday he sort of really to turned it up a notch back again. I thought he's just those little touches he does. You know the ones like around the corner yeah. and those little layoffs he does and little flicks and stuff. I'm just like, I just ooze his class. Um, yeah. And yeah, I thought he's brilliant. And, and and oh, and then one player I actually want to discuss actually before we finish the game actually. Yeah. Uh, and I know a lot of people watching, uh, they're watching, tuning in regularly. No, I'm probably where I'm going with this one. Oh, Danny Welbeck. Yeah. <laughs> Danny <laughs> Welbeck. Listen, look, I have always been a vocal uh, advocate. Yeah. Of- uh, of not playing Danny Welbeck, um, yeah. but no, look, oh, of not. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that. I forgot. No, no, that. No. Yeah. Look, I, I've been a bit anti Welbeck in the past. I, mm. I, I, not, not. To, I've never slagged him off, and I've never said he's been shit or he's not good enough for the team. My thing mm. is, I just when we've got mm. Evan Ferguson as an option, I just don't understand why we're still reverting back to yeah. Danny Welbeck. That's my that's my biggest gripe. I'm not saying he's bad for the team. Mm. I'm not saying. He isn't good because he clearly has a lot of qualities that obviously mm. benefit us as a team. And of course, Deserby sees it. Yeah. But let's start with you, Ben. Talk to me, Danny Welbeck. Are you do you are you a fan of him starting games? Would you like him to be more of a squad player? What, what are your thoughts on Danny Welbeck as a whole? Because yeah, there's a pocket of fans which basically aren't happy with him starting games. Yeah, I, I was surprised that he started yesterday, considering obviously Evan Ferguson. I think the majority of opinions that is he is the better striker. But then again, on the flip side, if I was playing football manager or I was the manager in real life, I probably would start Welbeck in that game just for experience mm. purposes only. 
Um, that would literally be my only decision to start a Welbeck. I don't think he should start for us. Um, but similar to Connor Cody in the England squad, I think he's there. He's just really, really good in the team. Really, really good in the squad. Mm. Um, a great personality to have around the team because everyone loves him and the experience that he brings on all the other players as well. Um, so you're saying I think he's, he's a glorified great... water boy? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, he's, he's better than a, he's better than a water boy. Um, no, he's not a super sub, which is unfortunate. But yeah, he's he's a, he is a good person to have in the team and a good option yeah. for those sorts of games where you need an experienced striker or no, experienced that, head. That, that, that I can definitely agree with. And, and Jack, uh, yeah, I, I'd probably be the polar opposite to you, Maz. No, I'm a big Danny Welbeck advocate. Um, which is, I, I get I get the reason why people are a bit frustrated with him. Um, you know, what a goal it leads. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, like, exactly, <laughs> you know, some of his output hasn't been amazing, but then you look at, you know, like he's got those flashes of the quality, which, which, which is the reason he's there. You look at the Liverpool goal he scored. I mean, if that was scored by anybody, you know, scored by someone in Erling Haaland, we'd be seeing that for on like the beginning of match a day every season. And <laughs> you see the West Ham game, he just brought on and then scores a brilliant goal from range. I think, yeah. I think I actually thought last night he had one of his better games for us. Actually, because he was very much sort of the focal point, did really well at holding up the ball at times, um, and I thought it was the right decision to maybe bring on Ferguson late and really stretch the game because when he came on, he was running them down, and they weren't able to get it out. And I think with the three games in a week, it was maybe the right decision to make that change. Um, I thought he brought the play together quite well, but. I do see what you mean. I, I, I wouldn't be in favour of him starting every game, for example. But I think it's important to have that other option because as much as people are thinking Evan Ferguson is, is the next, you know, uh, Robbie Keane. I was trying to think of an Irish yeah. example. I've seen, I've seen him being compared to Harry Kane as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. Harry Kane and stuff like that. And um, If Harland and Kane had a baby, it would be Evan Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Robbie Keane was only for the Irish edge because he's not actually at all like Robbie Keane. And also, at all, he was called out for the senior squad today, actually. Evan, yeah. So that would be so, sick. Um, yeah, their future looks and, But I think we can't rely on him. We need to have that option to sort of come on. Yeah. And and with a bit more experience, I think you're very right on the experience level. Like sometimes Ferguson, you know, he can I wouldn't say a headless chicken, but you know, they're a young player. They're not going to have the greatest game all the time. And uh, I think it's good to have that option. And I've, I, you know, I'm not. He didn't play last night, so I'm not going to sit here and slag off Indab. But um, you know, I think he's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I think he, he's got potential, but I don't want to be relying on Ferguson and Undav as the two strikers. I want that experienced option who sort of floats around, contributes with a couple of goals. And the thing is, he is still scoring. I mean, you know, he's still scoring like three or four goals a season. Yeah. And that's still a decent amount for a Premier League striker. If you think a Premier League say stri- three or four. Well, yeah, but for the role he plays <laughs> is what I mean. Right, right, like, yeah, yeah. If you, if you think, can we get a better option who's not going to start most games, who's just going to sit on the bench and is happy to sit on the bench for free, there's not going to be anyone else out there. And if you're looking mm. for another striker, you're going to have to either take a punt on a young striker, like we have with Undav, who hasn't contributed much. He wasn't or, even that young, though, I wouldn't say. Undav. No, he wouldn't, but, you know, yeah, a gamble of a striker. Or you're going to have to get, you know, or you're going to have to pay money for an experienced man, like someone like maybe Danny Ings. Obviously, he scores more, but you're going to have to put a fee into it. So I think mm-hmm. him in the squad, him staying around, it works perfectly for us. And I think it mutually yeah, it works point. well. Um, um, I've yeah, got a quick, well. quick question. Yeah. Do you think, do you think, I'll sorry, you, Maz, do you think Danny Welbeck retires at Bryson? Now what is he now? Thirty-two, thirty-three. Still, still. Oh, might be I think he's still. I think I think he's like relatively still. Yeah, I think he's yeah. thirty-two, thirty-three. Um, yeah. I. That's a good question. I think he probably will. You know, I think he. I think he generally. Uh, look, I. I agree. I, I agree with both with exactly what you two have said. Like he's hmm. definitely a great option to have in the squad. My my biggest thing is just I didn't want him in the starting lineup just because I feel like yeah. Ferguson just brings more. Just uh, hmm. if you know. That youth youthfulness, I think that's what it yeah. is, and uh, of course, D- Daniel Welbeck still can get around. Like it's not like he's like a he's thirty-two. Yeah, he's thirty-two. There you go. Knowledge. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think to answer your question, Ben, I I, I hope he does. Do you know, do you know what? Like, yeah. I hope he is a squad player. Like you said, I think he's great influence around the dressing room. I think he's got that experience of playing at a high level. Like he's been at Man United, he's been at mm. Arsenal, he's played Champions League football. Like he's no, he's no schmuck. He's no, he's no yeah. mug. Um, <laughs> so to have that around the squad is definitely great. And yeah. uh, we saw with Lallana as well signing his contract extension, which is actually something I will bring up as, actually as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I, I'd like to see him retire here at Brighton because I think mm. he can definitely go on to go coaching. I think he'd be a great coach. So to even have him like in the background uh, teaching the young strikers coming through, I think it'd be great, great value. Yeah. Mm. 
And we don't want to burn yeah. Ferguson out. That's what I was going yeah. to say. Because yeah. we've, we've, I suppose we've kind of done that with another Irish striker a little bit, where I think we may <laughs> have relied on him a little bit too much um, and, and could have potentially burnt him out. Obviously, I think the talent level with Ferguson is much, much higher. But, you know, there was a period where we were starting Connolly almost every game and, you know, he didn't crack on. So we don't want to put all our eggs in that basket. Yeah, um, no, 100%. I was going to say something else then, but um, <laughs> but I, was, I think Danny Welbeck would love him to retire at Brighton, but for some mm. reason I can just see him doing a stint in the MLS, like Toronto, yeah. just lot signing him. Like that. I would. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> why, I would, yeah why not? Get your peas yeah. up, hang out a Drake. Yeah, yeah. get your money up. Um, LAFC. No, that's really, very, <laughs> yeah. very interesting debate about the whole Welbeck thing. And then, yeah. yeah, and talking of Adam Lana, of course, he signed a, a contract extension. Again, yes, so. again, another player that I've uh, I've had my qualms with in the past, but <laughs> but um, I will say from the bat, uh, I think it's a little bit different with Lana, just simply because again, it's sort of similar to Welbeck. To be fair, he has got the experience. He has won it. He's won. You know, he's been played at the highest level uh, under some incredible league. managers. Um, and I think it's great for him um, to be in and around the squad, to pass on his wisdom. And, and we know he's not going to start games. Now, that's that's my biggest thing with him is mm. I can accept that because he's sort of like, I think because of his injury record and the same with Welbeck, because they're injury records, that's what I've been frustrated about. Is I, I know they can't help that. It's not They're not purposefully getting injured. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going out <laughs> playing to get injured. But not like that little that... Liverpool one where he came on, shook John. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and then went down <laughs> injured five minutes later. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that, was... that one maybe. Yeah, that yeah, one maybe. Yeah. That's um, horrible. But yeah. So, Maz, you say like, he doesn't start. I think he does start when he's fit. Yeah. I think he's that good. Who's he's been so right? good. I oh, know that. Yeah, that's the tricky thing. Who did you drop? He he is just so good. He links up so well mm. with all the players. I, 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 Leicester's in my head because it's more recent away. Yeah. When he was on the pitch, we were playing so good. And as that soon as he got subbed, or, as soon as he got injured, it just mm. went downhill. But this is the thing, though. Like, how many massive. times are we going to be just accepting that he gets injured yeah. all the time? Like that's yeah. what my frustration is. Like we can't just keep can't keep getting away with this. Did Zerbi say to Bloom or something like that the other week? He was like, he really wants the Lana to stay. And then obviously two weeks fast forward, he's got a new contract. So. I do agree with the injury point. I mean, obviously he's injured all the time, but he's strange actually, isn't it? That he's been here for three years, um, getting up to his third season here. But I think his best football has been this season by far and away for us. Like um, he's probably not playing as, as much as he wants. And there is almost, I, I think we do have a little bit in worry that there's, we don't always have someone to step into his role when he's not playing. Um, we can play McAllister there. I think maybe slightly some of the reason that McAllister, I wouldn't say he's off form, but probably hasn't been the form just before the World Cup. I mean, he still scored like five goals or a couple of goals, so he shouldn't really complain too much. But the reason for a little bit of the drop-off is because he's moved into Lalana's role, I think, more and playing in that more central role rather than deeper where he was sort of playing in the box-to-box. Yeah, he's um, got more responsibility. But I think it's good to keep him on board. Like I think his best football's been played this season. Deserby likes him, and if we can keep Deserby happy, and because yeah. as much as I don't want to tempt fate, like already you can see that he's an elite manager, and if we can keep him happy as much as we want, that is only a good yeah. thing for us. As a give club. him anything. Give yeah, him give him anything. Um, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I think it's good, and you know, he's he's great for the squad. You know, you watch those pitch side videos, and every time they get back into the training. Uh, changing room. He's there, ready to talk to them, interact with yeah, them all at every single game. Again, again yeah. talking talking about well, well <laughs> going on to management and coaching. I think I think Lalana's. Mm. I think he's already doing his coaching badges. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, that's another example of that. Um, and before we get on to Grimsby preview, yeah. uh, another potential contract center I think is pretty much about to be signed. Of course, Solomon March. Uh, or, yeah. I don't know if that's his full name, but I'm going to call him Solomon. It is Solomon. Uh, there you go. Yep. Solly March. Uh, yeah, he's going to be signing a new contract, especially after his goal mm-hmm. yesterday. You know, it could be better timed. And we'll talk about the England call-ups as well, because obviously he was heavily, yeah. um, you know, linked with getting an England call-up. But clearly, Gareth Southgate uh, has other ideas and uh, him and Dunk uh, haven't been called up once again. So let's start with quickly the contract extension. And Jack, mm-hmm. we'll start with you. Of course, I, I mean, I'm sure I know what your answer is going to be, but are you happy with Solly March yeah. uh, signing? If you're happy, yeah, you know. 100% yeah. like, I think it's a great contract extension. He obviously likes playing here. He's a local lad. It works really well for us. Um, if it fends off interest, I mean, it, it's strange though, isn't it? He's, he's in such good form, but I can't see there being interest from up the league. I know that sounds a bit yeah. harsh on him. No, agreed. But it, it's, not, it's not something where I think clubs are clamouring for him. He reminds me of like, a, no. you know, like how Shawcross at Stoke was always, always yeah. like, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but you know, like how Shawcross, yeah. 
He was always at Stoke for ages, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's better than Stoke. He's better than Stoke. He can, yeah. he can play for a better team than Stoke." And then he just never left, and he yeah. sort of just you know stayed there for a long time. I, I, that's yeah. the sort of vibes I'm getting off March. No, that was a great analogy. I like I like Thank the short Ryan Shawcross out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm the knowledge. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, isn't he playing MLS now? I think he is. I think so, yeah. He's probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's playing exactly. for Miami. Danny Welbeck. Isn't he? Yeah. I think he's exactly. yeah. playing with him soon. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I I agree. I think he'll be. I think he'll be great contract extension. He's happy. It works for him. Deserby loves him. It's very interesting that you know he sort of. I don't know whether it's a dig at Potter or he sort of made a comment. You know, all I needed was someone to put their arm around me and sort of give me the confidence. <laughs> and I think that always was the issue with March, like. You know, I, I'll be as guilty after that Charlton game. I was very much, I wasn't in the, I said, I think I said something along the lines of if Solly doesn't add goals to his game and assist, then you've got to question whether he is good enough. You look at him now and he's, 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 he's obviously listened to me or seen my tweet and gone, I'm going to add goals <laughs> and assist to the game. Well, we, um, we had Joel Boltman looking at our story last night. So I think, I think the players, okay. yeah, yeah, the players, players do, the players yeah. do like to have a little, have a little look. Um, Don't follow us though. That's the annoying thing. You'll just yeah. see him in the, our stories and you're like, just follow us, mate. Although yeah. the assistant manager followed us the other week, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Andrea Maldera. What a man. Yeah. I love his yeah. Instagram is my favourite thing. I love it's it. It's so good. It's, 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 it's like, it's, it's very much like someone's dad using it. He like posts the stuff. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, he posts the same stuff twice loads of times. I absolutely love it. But, um, no, <laughs> back, back to March, I think, yeah. But the thing is with him, it always was a confidence issue, I think, in that you think when he first came into the team under Hewton and Garcia all those years ago, his best thing was his pace and he would take on a man. And all of a sudden, I think when he got that bad injury, got to the Premier League, he stopped taking people on. And I think Deserby and the coaching staff and everybody sort of said to him, you know, take a man on and you have the confidence. And he's just had the confidence to do that. And look at him now. He's, he's been fantastic. So I think he's got the fifth most successful dribbles in the Premier League yeah. this season. Yeah. I, I, I love, I love it. You know how, um, you know how uh, Gross has got the, the, the gross turn? I mm. feel like March has got his own, like, I feel like he's very predictable, but he's not. He's one of those yeah. players where, like, you'll be like, oh, I know what he's going to do. It. He's going to have like, you know, chop inside, or he does his, like, yeah. you know, he's, you know, he loves doing that, doesn't he? Where he looks about to cross and then chops it. Um, yeah. He loves doing that little move. And yeah. I'm just like, you seem, you seem like a very predictable player, but, but players still don't know what you're going to do, which is, mm. which is pretty, which I think is a skill in itself to run yeah. um, I think that's because he, because he does it so often, and especially for gross, they're like, I think defenders like, he's not going to do it again. There's no chance he's going to yeah. do it again. He does it again. So they just like second guess him. He almost that. sprints in slow motion. I know that's probably a terrible <laughs> analogy, but I, I know exactly what you mean. I can think of it from a West Ham game where he almost gets to that defender on the edge of the box and sort of slowly turns him. And chops yeah. and sort of almost walks to the byline, but he's sprinting. It's, it's a very, it's, it's yeah. he's very good at that. It's, yeah, it's, it's a skill in itself to be fair to him. Yeah. And then finally, before we get on to Grimsby, um, yeah, the England call ups. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. March and Dunk obviously miss out uh, once yeah. again. I think they were, well, you know, Webb's obviously been injured, so he probably was never in, in with a shout. Uh, I'm trying to look through the team. There's not. Oh, really well, I think he was Cole in with a shout. Yeah, got injured obviously. Well. But for the injury, yeah. yeah. Yeah, got injured as well. But yeah, uh, the the big ones, I suppose, for recent times. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dunk obviously playing really well at centre back, and of course March getting those goals yeah. and assists, as you just mentioned. Uh, ben, we'll start with you, mate. Um, does it come to you as a surprise to you at all at this stage? It actually, actually, somehow it does. Even though I, I tell mm. myself not that I, I tell myself it's not going to happen, and they're not going to get called up. But then I, there's always that little bit of me that goes. But they've been so good, then surely they will, and they never do. It's just typical. Mm. I, the, I can kind of understand Southgate for the Solly March one, because yeah, if you look I, at the players that are ahead of him, they are some unbelievable yeah, players. Yeah, Maybe yeah. not on form right now, but in terms of the what the games are coming up, they've got Italy. Mm. It's a big game. I think it would be strange if you, for example, dropped Jack Grealish and then brought Solly March in, because mm. realistically, yeah, that's probably the only change you'd make. Um then centre backs, that's a weird one. Like yeah. Dunk is miles above four, three or four of those centre backs that are in that team right now, mm. and he still gets overlooked, and it just does not make sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just classic, isn't it? And <laughs> how about you, Jack? Do you? Yeah, I I agree that it doesn't surprise me. Um, it's interesting. There is a little snippet of him talking about the two players, um, and I agree with what Ben said. Like I think in the actual interview, Southgate says. You know, Solly March has been playing really well, but you look at who's in front of him and you've got yeah. Rashford, Foden, Grealish and yeah. Saka. And Saka, you know, they're four fantastic players who, yeah. as, as good as Solly March has been, 
they they definitely get in over them. Um, and I think I would have been disappointed if I'd seen someone like Bowen in the squad. And that's not to say that Jared Bowen is bad, but, you know, yeah. that team has not been on form at all. And he's a player who sort of, you know, there's a couple of places. It almost feels like they're the core to the England squad. And then there's places up for grabs on top of that yeah. core. Yeah. Um, and if he if he was one of those players that got in, but you look at like, it's just some odd calls. Like, I know you probably don't need another winger, but like Conor Gallagher in the squad, like that's strange. And But what was disappointing with that thing that Southgate said, which I thought was a bit weird, um, is he's asked about both players and he makes the excellent point on Solly March, but he can't make that exact same point with Dunk. Yeah, he did. Like, you know, why not, why not go back to Dunk and say, well, give me the justification. Like, Cody was obviously dropped out. Um, well, for... yeah. Well, let, let's go. Through, let's go through the ones that were picked. So, so you've yeah. got Eric Dyer, Mark yeah. Gahey, Harry Maguire, and John yeah. Stones as your four centre backs, right? Now, yeah. I, I personally argue that Harry Maguire has been in shocking foot. Like, hasn't yeah. played for Man United. He when he has, he's been not very good. Um, and then John Stones, I think, is a given. Like, he he's very good, yeah. and he plays from City most times. Um, mm. And then you've got uh, Mark Gahey, who I thought, if you compared Dunk and Gahey last night. I don't think there was, you know, you can't yeah. say Gay was way better or you can see why Gay's picked over mm. Dunk. I just don't think that was the case. You can tell Gareth Southgate used to play for Palace, can't you? Yeah. And, and, and then the final one, obviously, Eric Dyer, who, again, he's been, had a few injuries, suspensions. Eric Diabolical, more like. <laughs> yeah. I, but like, I just feel like those four, if you name mm. them out loud, apart from John Stones, the other three, you could easily put Dunk over them. Yeah. yeah. That's my thing. I, I think there's obviously something. Southgate doesn't like about Dunk, and I, I don't know what it is. Whether he doesn't fit what with can the you group, not like, and that's not or, being biased or something. Like, I think there's something more. Like, there's, there's like a big yeah, cloud over it, door or something. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, but it's it's uh, it's a strange one because I now, and you're probably not going to agree with this, but I always think Maguire's very good for England, so you can't drop him. He's never He's let us down record, for England. Yeah. He's True, a different player. But I, I don't I don't like that. Um, I don't like that rationale because. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Okay. Fair. And I agree with you. He does. He yeah. definitely does play well for England. That, that's no. Mm. That's no sort of thing I'm arguing here. But like, he's been out of form. He's not played for Man mm. United. And and the big thing for me is Southgate has has come out and said when he first took over, I will pick players on merit, on yeah. form, and he's just not done that. Like pretty yeah. much every selection he's done. So that's mm. my biggest thing with him is like he's just chatting shit. Like at least yeah. don't come out and say, oh yeah, I'm going to pick people on form and on merit and mm. you know, there's no mm. bias, there's no big club bias when there clearly is. Like you're picking a Man United player purely because he plays for Man United. There's no, he's not playing well. He's not even playing, yeah. let alone playing yeah. well. If he was um, an Everton player, he would not be in the yeah, team. No chance. He'd be so yeah, far I, away. That's my biggest gripe with it all. My only yeah. thing I can understand is that maybe if it was, these were friendlies, um, like when Dunk was called up, it was a friendly against yeah. USA. That's when they kind of give those like rewarded mm. caps out. But these are two European yeah, qualifiers, aren't that, they? Against yeah. I, I can see that perspective. I think it's a Dyer and Gway thing, though. Like, I don't think either of those two have particularly justified their reasoning for getting in the squad. gway has got age on his side, so I will give him that. But yeah, I think for me, like I said, it's this whole core group thing. So you've got the core, and you've got like the the places up for grabs. For me, the two core players are Maguire and Stones, who always get in the squad because they obviously work well together. Mm-hmm. Then the other ones should be on merit. And I don't think Dyer's done enough to sort of be as a part of that core and be guaranteed a place in the squad. Not that he's been terrible, but he's not been particularly good either, standout yeah. quality either. No, so, 100%. Yeah. Well, listen, we, we could talk about this all night, but um, yeah. let's get on to... <laughs> you just, you just done a Josh Denzel then at the overlap. You know, he always gets taken a piss out of when I he goes, mean? you know, we could talk about this all the time. Uh, yeah, I, people I just, meme it. Yeah. I genuinely never <laughs> Every that. single segue he does is like, mate, you need to... <laughs> learn learn another segue. Present, the level, yeah, well, the level of present that he is. That, so, uh, yeah, I know. It just reminds me of him now. Uh, <laughs> not a bad <laughs> person to be compared no, to. No, ex- exactly. No, exactly. Funny, funny <laughs> enough, he actually used to work at Sport Barber as well, so... Yeah, then And then went on Love Island, so Maz, you going... I don't think I'm good looking enough or, or um, got a six pack. So, um, and also you have a girlfriend. And I have, that's, oh yeah, no, no, yeah. that's what that's the biggest problem. part of the whole that's thing. That's the big there, problem, yeah. <laughs> Sylvia, if you're watching, I, I was only, that was all part of the joke. Um, you should anyway. do a Latinda and get back with Aaron Connolly. <laughs> yeah. Swiftly moving on. Uh, we can talk about this Actually, sorry. Speaking of Lucinda, <laughs> speaking of Lucinda, it's so weird. Last, last night or the night before, she came up as like a suggested friend on Facebook. Really random. Ooh. 
uh, Lucinda oh, Stafford. Oh, Stafford, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah. Right, Grimsby, boys, Grimsby. Uh, big game. Like, mm. we, a lot of fans have sort of dismissed Grimsby. I know we haven't. None of us, none of us here no, have. I'm scared. Um, but there's a pocket of fans. I, I like saying that, a pocket of fans, because that is what it is. Um, yeah, have sort of dismissed Grimsby straight away. And they're like, oh, this should be an easy way in. Which, on paper, if you're going to base it on league leagues, you know, the league pyramid, the, the football pyramid, uh, yes, we, it should be a, a relatively straightforward game. But we, as we know, the magic of the FA Cup uh, mm. never allows that. So, Jack, <laughs> start us off, mate. Um, yeah, how do you see this this tie going? Yeah, it's it's a tricky one to predict because I don't want to. I don't. I also don't want to be disrespectful to Grimsby. Like they've got to the place that they are because yeah. they've I mean, done well. Southampton to get they beat Southampton. Um, you look at their run though, and I'm not. And this is no. another. T- I'm not dismissing their run because they've beaten teams in other in 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 higher divisions. Um, I think every single round almost. So with all credit to that, but I think what we've done quite well in this. What what they haven't come up against yet, which is us, is a team from a higher division that is bang in form or not at home. I think if we'd drawn Grimsby at their place, it would be a very tough prospect. Um, Going to it, it reminds me of that Lincoln game all those years ago where we we drew non-league Lincoln in uh, the fourth round of the cup and lost 3-1 with Tamori scoring an own goal on his debut. Oh yeah, was that his debut? Yeah, that was his debut, yeah. yeah. And he looked terrified, like he looked absolutely (laughs) like... And now look at him. Shaking. He's yeah. getting man of the matches in Champions League. Exactly. Um, it's but it's, uh, you know, and I, I look at that sort of game and you look, they beat Plymouth 5-1 there. That, that was no mean feat. Plymouth were banging form. They beat Cambridge down at Cambridge. They're not banging form. They're sort of like yeah, a mid they're, they're floating um, They beat Luton. That's another great win. Um, I, I'll give them credit, but they did take a replay and having to take them back to their place. Um, and then beat Southampton with all respect to Southampton and Grimsby. The Southampton have been useless this season and two penalties as well yeah it? two penalties as well uh, one was a bit tenuous I'm not <laughs> trying to demean it as well but it you know it was a tenuous penalty that they got there so I, I I'm I'm looking forward to the game it's a big game um I think we should go full strength I don't think we should disrespect them at all we should we should we need to go bang out and just get it done um I, I think it'll be a cracking game. They've got 5,000 inflatable fish coming down. That's going to be yeah. so fun. Uh, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be a good game. It'll be it'll be a good spectacle. Um, and I don't think we've really been in this position before in an FA Cup tie where everybody's almost against us, I think. Not against us, but, you know, we, we're the team ruining the underdog story this time. Yes, yeah, yeah we're usually the underdogs. Yeah. and <laughs> Or in our history, we've always been the underdogs. But yeah, now yeah. we're the big, well, I'm going to say giant, but we're the scalp that people want to get. Yeah. Um, I think I'm glad I can't go, but I think, yeah, mm. that I wish, really wish I would, would go, or could go, sorry. Um, but yeah, just to see those inflatable fish, I think the yeah. atmosphere will be class for them. They'll <laughs> they'll be banging for them, those fans. Also, I'm not going to claim I'm a I'm an expert in Grimsby or by any. You time. went to Grimsby, but I actually went to Grimsby once. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. Oh, I, did I did the soccer Saturday challenge, and uh, I'll never oh. forget second minute. Uh, Simeon Jackson, uh, what a throwback he is. We He's tried to sign him. Yeah, Back Simeon Jackson. Day, yeah. He was actually half decent, to be fair. But this was towards the end of his career, and then he fucking scored. And then about literally a second later, um, West Brom scored, so he would have gone up to Birmingham. Uh, which, yeah, it was. <laughs> it went from, from Grimsby to Birmingham. But anyway, um, yeah, no, just looking at Grimsby squad, um, especially going forward, they've actually got, like, mo- so they're most capped in terms of appearances this season, is a tw- uh, going forward, this is, is a 23-year-old, a 23-year-old, and a 20-year-old. Uh, and a 26-year-old. So, like, going forward, um, they've got some young bucks. Obviously, they're going to be... I think I think with, with, when it comes to, like, a youthful team or, or you've got you know, you got a lot of young players in the team, they're always there to prove a point, as in they want to show, like, I, I can play it, I can be in amongst the big boys, try and get a big move as well. That's always, like, a, a thing probably on their mind. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I know that's just a very sort of isolated thing. I'm not saying that's going to be them winning the game. Because I, can see, I can young, see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, just because they've got young strikers, they're going to win the game. I'm not, I'm not saying it's that. It's a big opportunity. Yeah, it's it? a big, big opportunity. And, and yeah, and even looking through the rest of their squad, a lot of their players, they've actually got quite a relatively young team, uh, yeah. with the exception a few sort of over 30s players in there I'm, but yeah it, it, it should be an interesting tie I think I'm having a look at their squad now I mean they, they weren't really fancy to go up last year as well um, which I think is quite interesting they, they do quite like being the plucky underdog um, you look at who was in that division last year you obviously had Wrexham um, Chesterfield all the big clubs in that division mm-hmm. so 
it's interesting that they sort of forced their way up. I mean, looking at their team, obviously I have an encyclopedic knowledge of football because I don't have a lot to do, but I'm looking at a lot of names and they're, they're quite decent players. I mean, their goalkeeper is a New Zealander international. So he plays internationally for oh, really? New Zealand, uh, Max Crocombe. And, you know, they've got Sean Scannell. He's in the squad. Oh, Sean um, Scannell. Was he ex-Palace? Ex-Palace. I'm sure yeah. he wouldn't mind getting a goal. Number 44. I do like the number 44. It's my favourite number. Um, and yeah. then they've got John McAtee, who's the brother of the Man City. Man, Dave McAtee. Yeah. yeah, who's a very talented player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. United, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, 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 his brother's at Sheffield United. He's former City Academy as well, yeah. John McAtee. Um, he used to play for Scumthorpe, who is, is a team of my old flatmates. So I used to watch them quite a lot, and he was quite decent for them. Um, as well as Stephen Wern, who's a tor- ex-Torquay player, who's a very decent player on his day, although I don't think he's been very good. And, of course, sorry, I'm giving you like a full breakdown. No, no, this is good, mate. Team. And, uh, and we've got Otis Kahn as well, who was unbelievable for me on Football Manager. I don't yeah. know if he's any good in real life, but he got he got <laughs> Dulwich Hamlet to the Premier League. Well, so, well, well to, um... to, burst, to burst their bubble just a tiny bit, uh, they're 15th yeah. on the table this season, uh, which yeah. by no means that they're literally banging in the middle of the, the, the table, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, and they've won 12 and they've lost 13 and drawn nine. So, yeah. they, they, you know, they can be beaten by people in their league. So you'd hope that a, a team in the Premier League, and again, without sort of yeah. tempting fate, we should be winning this. Um <laughs> But again, like we've mentioned many times, it's going to be, it generally will be a difficult game. Not not even just saying that to be like, oh yeah, like make sure we don't, you know, get embarrassed. But like generally it will be a tough game. Yeah. Like we've said, the, the, the fact they've even got this far shows, and the calibre of teams they've beaten to get here shows they will yeah. be a tough test. So. The fact they're in the conference uh, last year is crazy. Mm. Um, and yeah, Jack, like yeah. you said, they just beat Wrexham, didn't they? To, yeah. I mean, that was a crazy game. They beat them 5-4. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that, was it, nuts. that was when they showed uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney sitting in the stand. Oh, yeah. And then they panned the camera down. They had Lloyd Griffiths and Rob Beckett. And Rob Beckett, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. We need and... to get. We need to try and get Lloyd on. Yeah. Uh, Matt, yeah. definitely message him. Yeah, 100%. But, um, but yeah, no, I think it's... Uh, I, I, I think it's... What I have noticed, which I thought was quite funny, they're resting players in the league games before uh, FA Cup ties. I thought it was quite funny because they do they do have nothing to play for really for the rest of the season. You know, <laughs> yeah, the they're, they're they're in the mid- yeah, they can't yeah, get like, promoted and they've they can't really touch playoffs. Them. They can't. So this is their big moment for the end of the season. You know, this is their cup final. Um, yeah. In in a way, and you know, I think the relegation places are pretty much sorted out. Sorry to Crawley Town if there's no. Um, they, I think they're going down this season. And, what really? Yeah, they're they're not good. Um, <laughs> Uh, so there'll be one team in Sussex again, but um, yeah, I think they're, they're, yeah. Well, to be fair, they're, they're actually a point behind Hartlepool. Oh, I think they 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 won the other week. To be yeah, fair. With, with two games in hand, so they yeah. still they still can do it. They can just Jen- about Teddy Jenks there, any? We oh no, he's right injured now. for the rest of the season. But now Jack Brilliant. Spong is there, another Brighton uh, owner. So boy, yeah, so yeah, um, legend. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he was actually let's have a look Spong didn't play last game so yeah. then they won 3-1 so. he, he, uh, <laughs> he took part in my favourite ever substitution which was uh, coming off Gaetan Bong to be replaced with Jack Spong uh, <laughs> that is in, very good to be in, that, in that Villa game where uh, we played like an under 21 side that, that, that is, was a great day that is class right? oh, so <laughs> well, boys listen um, before we wrap up yeah. uh, score predictions Ben for Grimsby score predictions Ooh, hmm. 3-0 Brighton Nice, I was going to go for that. But Jack, score uh, I'm going to go 2-0. 2-0, yeah. Oh, yeah I was two early goals. Two was early goals and then it Two early goals and then out. chill for a bit. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go 3-0 as well, Ben. So 3-0, 3-0 and 2-0. There you go. That is our Grimsby preview. Of course, a big game on Sunday. We cannot wait. Um, and then, yeah, there you go. Another fantastic podcast from the boys, of course. <laughs> now, comments below. Jack, you haven't been on for a while. So yeah. what would you like to give us? A comments below, please. Sir. Yeah, I'm, there were a lot of rumours that I'd been sacked from the podcast. Yeah. Mainly uh, started by a friend of mine called Matt, uh, Matt who, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who they, who the bald man. Um, don't know why I said that. Because um, <laughs> reminding him, yeah, he's, he's yeah. bald um, and does backflips on trains. What a man? Yeah, that's, um, that's good crack. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, do you know what? Comment underneath. Matt is bald. There you go. Nice. Yeah, you please go. actually yeah. do that. So Please good. good. I, want, I do want to add, because I, I wasn't able to come on the Leeds episode because I was working, mm. but uh, yeah, so I went to Leeds with Jack and his motley crew and 
I'm like, they were they're so much fun. They're great yeah. cracks. So yeah, fair play to them. <laughs> Even though I didn't get the good. train up, that due yeah, to you, some you bit, you massive cock up. up. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's fine. No, I basically <laughs> they picked the one train I'm not allowed to use. It's a different train company to right, uh, the one right, I'm meant course, to use. That's a really boring answer. Let's just say I'm banned from Grand Yeah, 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 for being yeah, a legend. Exactly. For, um, for stealing their onion bargy pasties. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, boys, thank you so much for joining us, Jack. Uh, and yep. of course, Ben, as per usual. Um, yeah, make sure you stream it. If you're, if you're listening to this on Spotify, give us all the good reviews on Apple as well. Really much appreciated. And of course, if you watch on YouTube, hit the like cut. The, 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 I can't even speak. Good the comment, yeah, the comment uh, make sure you comment, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Mm. Really appreciate you. And we'll Matt see is you. bald. Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt is bald. Is comment bald. down below. And we'll see you next week after the Grimsby game. And Ryan shall be returning. Yes, sir. Peace. See you later. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.